0: Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 117, as England looks set to put down a marker against Italy at Twickenham after their surprise loss to Wales in Cardiff two weeks ago. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. morning guys or afternoon when you're listening to this uh welcome back another big day game day again uh, of course um and i'm joined to discuss it as always by dan hi mate hi
1: mate it's been this is i've been waiting for this one after losing our last game you just want the next game to come round, but it's game day and we have got the italians the azuri at twickenham
0: um it's yeah i mean it's it's a funny one uh for me, the biggest game today is Wales Scotland, um, but obviously it's England. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Um, you know, if, if uh, someone someone asked me this morning uh, if you could only watch one match today, which one would it be? Um, and I think ultimately it would be the England game because it's England. But it would be a very close call because I think a lot rides on the game in Edinburgh. Um, yeah, yes, it does, but it's not the end of the world. I, you know, the Welsh to get
1: a Grand Slam still need to beat the Irish as well, and the Irish, although they're not firing, to beat the Irish is tough. It's hard.
0: Yeah, and to beat to beat the Scots in Scotland is tough. You know, we we failed to do it last <laughs> year. Um, they failed to do it the year before. Um, so. For some reason, uh, Scotland are a different side, and it sounds all cliched, but they genuinely are a different side at home to what they are away. When you look at their home versus away record, uh, they've obviously got a lot of injuries, which doesn't doesn't bode well. Um, obviously, guys, although this is the the kind of the preview to the England game, we are recording before that game. Uh, that is intentional. We didn't want to kind of sway our views on the England game based on what happens um, up in Edinburgh, but. Um, but yeah, that's obviously a big one that's uh, that's coming um, and could have a significant uh, impact. You know, if Scotland can do Wales, um, it's it, England, I, I don't see England losing the Six Nations.
1: I, I would be very annoyed if we lost one of these next two games we're, because we're at home for them both. That's not trying to be disrespectful to Italy or Scotland, but Scotland have a hell of a lot of injuries. Italy just aren't quite there at the moment. Um it's it a, it a class divide between the sort of quality of teams. Um so yeah, if if Wales lose even in the next two, we have got to be favourites to take that trophy.
0: Yeah. And and you know, that's the mindset that England need to go into the these final two games with, is that, you know, somewhere along the line, something's gonna 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 fall apart for Wales and, and England need to make sure that you know there's no question uh, following that you know we we've just we talked about it in our live episode it wasn't massively popular with everybody but it was fairly popular with a lot of people um or at least that's was, was was my opinion you were a little more uh, open to the idea that wales might have been good uh, <laughs> i didn't see it that way obviously um but um yeah it's I, I think england just need to put that game behind them um they need to recognise that you know, they they let themselves down and and they have an opportunity now to to fix that and if they can come out of this six nations having made no other major mistakes like they did against Wales, they can look back and go right, something went horribly wrong, but we put it right and you know we move on because actually it's all about the World cup this year um and it will just be you know one of the things you put down to it's a bit of a shame, but you know it's a learning experience um but yes, before we get on to today's game then, and there have been a few changes that we want to discuss. We have had a few more uh, a, f- a bit more feedback. I think in the last episode we'd only had some negative feedback. So today we get a bit of positive feedback down, which is always nice. Yay. Uh, so on Twitter, Danny Hawk has said, "Hi guys, I reiterate what your recent re- uh, reviewers have said uh, in that this podcast is incredibly underrated and I've always and, and I'm always excited to see a new episode." I've already rated 5 stars on iTunes, but if there's anywhere else I can review, I'd certainly leave another 5. Also, put me in the fan of the quizzes column. And ignore your new friend John, another one who doesn't quite get it. As for England, the issue we have is not being tactically adept enough to change up when things aren't working. I think it must come from 9 and 10, who both had poor games for us against Wales. I also have to say that I don't share your love of Daly at 15. I don't think he's taken many contested high balls all tournament. Agree, he's awesome on the uh, counter-attack. The big man on the, uh, of the moment, though, is Curry. Um, what a find. At times, he's McCaw-esque out there. So excited about him. Keep up the good work, chaps. Looking forward to your next one already, Danny.
1: Awesome. Great great review. Um, I mean, you know what I'm like anyway. When somebody's nice to me, I'd say anything's awesome. But actually, I, I, I do think that's a good review. I, I agree with his point. So the, the only point I slightly disagree with, but you're, you and I disagree on this anyway, I, I am still very much in the Elliot Daly at fullback column. You're still yet to be completely convinced, aren't you? You're more on Danny's side along there, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, when you say uh, I I think Elliot Daly is our World Cup fullback as much as anything else because yeah, I, I think that commitment has been made and now we need to stand behind the team. Um so in that respect I'm I'm completely on board with Elliot Daly. If if the high ball which is probably the one area that, that there is a potential question mark, if the high ball is the the problem area um and I'm not convinced that it is but if it is then I would argue that England have a pretty good system uh, and you know, the, Johnny May covers the high ball as well. Um, whoever our other winger is going to be, we'll we'll find that out in due course. Um, you know, but I think between them they can do it, and they have a very good pod system of protecting the player with the high ball. You know, from a high high ball. So, yeah, I, Daly for me is not a concern at fullback. Uh, do I think there are better options? Maybe I don't know who though. You know i wouldn't pick Mike Brown, and I think at the moment he's probably the only other person that's contesting that position, so I think Daly's the right man for the job right now um I think the 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 pressure that Daly will be under is going to be if and when Anthony Watson gets back to full yeah. fitness yeah. um and I think it'll be it'll be a tough decision for Eddie Jones at that point because you know Elliot Daly is a world class player and you kind of need him in the team, but I don't know where else you have him now that we're starting to see the rest of the the side come together, you know. In the past, I've talked about having him in the centres. I can't see that anymore, um, just because of the options that we already have there on the wing. There's already so much competition, so I don't, I don't know what happens there. But, but for now, I will stick. Like you, I will stick behind Elliot Daly uh, at fifteen. I think it's the right call, and and we'll sort of take it from there. I, I would just refer, I think, to one other point that, um, that Danny made. Uh, he said. The issue we have is not being tactically adept enough to change up when things aren't working. I disagree. Uh, I agree yeah. with him on that. Well, you think the team just isn't isn't tactically adept enough to, to, to have a plan B? I mean, that's fundamentally what. How we ever, what, what how can we say we think England are going to win the World Cup if we don't think they have the ability to adjust when things aren't working?
1: So, so I think we have the ability to do it. I don't think we've shown it yet.
0: But, but he says we're um, not. He says we're not adept enough to do it.
1: Yeah, but, but I, I, I think... Do you agree or not, I, Dan?
0: I need you to get off that fence. I need you to pull those, pull those splinters out.
1: But the evidence at the moment would say that we haven't been tackling that. Wrong. I, I think this is learning. I think it's been a learning curve for us. I think against Wales, it's hard to say we are, when against Wales, we didn't do it.
0: We didn't, but but I, I stick by what I said in, you know, not at the time, actually, but, but you know, in the in the following episodes. Um I think it comes down, unfortunately, to O'Farrell and his decision making because it, he failed to, to release the the kind of the players that that could do the the tactically alternative you know options, if you like. You know, he he as the as the puppet master in the middle. Is the one that gets to decide. Is you know, am I going to kick the ball? And if I am, how am I going to kick it? Is it going to be a grubber through the gap? Is it going to be a a short chip over? Is it going to be a long hoof into the air? Is it going to be a kick to space? Whatever it might be, or am I going to pass it? And you can't use your centers and your and your wingers, you know, other than as kick chasers, in, if you don't release the ball out wide, which he didn't do. So I I I, I I find it difficult to you know, when looking at the back line, to talk about uh, a lack of tactical kind of creativity uh from the players if if they're not given the ball and therefore the ability to actually try something different.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm not saying every player um, but... And
0: our forwards I thought were awesome. You know, they, they they won they won a lot of quick ball, they put in some massive tackles. Defensively we were massive again. Uh, so I yeah, it really does feel like, unfortunately that that's you know that nine ten channel just prevented anything else from really happening in that game, so I don't G-G. think as a team, I think on the day we were tactically uh uh, uh I can't even speak can't get the words out but yeah on on the day it it didn't come together because I think two key players were having a poor day, you know, a bad day.
1: Well, Danny, I agree with you. And actually, mate, thanks very much for the review. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look,
0: the whole point of these reviews is so that we get to then discuss them. You know, it'd be pretty boring if every time someone wrote something to us, we just said we agree and move on. Um, But we really appreciate you getting in touch. And there are some good points in there that we agree with and some that I don't. But... um the, he's
1: completely spot on with with everyone. Tom Curry is absolute oh. legend, right? Like,
0: just that one performance has made him a superstar in my mind. And he's been putting these these performances together. You know, a lot of yeah. it's been getting better and better and better. Um, you know, he's no, there's no question. I think over uh, whether or not he's put his name on that shirt. Um, and it brings me back to the point I made, I think last week or or whenever it was when I was saying. You know, when are we going to see his brother? Because by all accounts, they're very similar players. So,
1: yeah, his brother's a
0: very good player. If, if Thomas this good, <laughs> how good would it be to have two of them?
1: Yeah. Oh my god, it would. It, yeah, it would be sick. But which is interesting because we look at the change. So, is there, are there more reviews? Yeah, yeah,
0: a couple of other reviews.
1: Oh, sorry, yeah, let, let's do that before
0: we move on to the team. Too much. So we've had one new one and we've had a, a repeat or, or a, a, a revision from our old friend, Wade. Um, Wade. Awesome. Wade says, you'll like this one, actually, Dan. Um, Wade says, gents, like your positivity it. after the Welsh game was true to the DNA of the podcast. An example, <laughs> England uh, An example, England had all the better players and played better than the Welsh in all areas, yet somehow lost. Uh, it takes Schützpah. To take that line of reasoning, bravo. I have also come to the conclusion that, for all his bluster, Zippy is actually a more objective analyst than you, Andy. He actually acknowledges more England areas of concern. He must have been a great prop as he reads the game so well. Extraordinary. Anyway, despite that, uh, ignore the haters. Welsh windbags always have a chip on their shoulder. They don't understand what you're doing here. Providing a one-eyed and totally biased fan bo- fanboy pod for Eddie's army has a place. And you amuse. So continue touching wood four times a week. No wonder you're blind, Dan. Oh, I see. Continue <laughs> touching wood a very, yeah. very good. Uh, it it's works. Away. Yeah.
1: this has been a way. Yeah. Um, it hey, works so- somehow.
0: Uh, enjoy Italy, uh, although it will tell us absolutely nothing about England's chances in Japan. And please let the bench fly, Eddie. I want Dan Robson to show the great talent he has. Best, Wade. So yeah, I,
1: I I kind of agree with him there, Wade. I I know like as a podcast, I probably shouldn't do one and ones. You mentioned the other day, Wade, about um something about OAs. Is that old Albanians? Because if so, we are neighbours, my friend. Um, not that that changes anything, but I just thought I'd mention it. Um, but so yeah, no, thank you.
0: Glad you did.
1: You. Um, it's I think it's uh. Yeah, I, I, I actually think he's got a point. This won't tell us about Japan. This I won't see,
0: tell us about Japan. No, and he has got a point. You know, you are an experienced prop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, have I, I have to I have to disagree with you, Wade. Uh, I don't think Dan is more objective. I think he has moments where he just prefers sitting on the fence. Um, that's, that's my opinion. But more importantly, I am 100% unobjective, uh, if England lose I've got a reason for it and it's, there's a silver lining and if they win, of course they win because it's England, that's kind of what we've set out to do and I, I'm, I'm proud to, uh, to to approach the game in that way but um, uh, you're right, it's, it's, n- it's not a bad idea that uh, at least one of us can be a little bit more objective so Zippy, you continue to do that <laughs> Cheers Bungle uh very good so fi- final review uh is a new one uh airborne ff is the name he has uh he's given us five stars he says really good podcast no more quizzes though uh there's no there's no it's just a full stop i don't know whether that's a question it's probably not he'd probably put a question mark in i, I, I presume he's saying he doesn't like the quizzes uh, the lineup for Saturday has Manu at outside centre. What do you think of a game plan that involves, as the finishers, Cipriani at ten, then Owen moves to inside centre, then Manu at outside? I think that combo would have worked if we were up against it, like the Wales game. Uh right. I mean, it's it's basically saying replace Ford with Cipriani, right?
1: Yeah, I I want to see Farrell start at ten. I think Farrell is our starting ten. Um, but I agree with that. I would have been. I, I mean, I said this afterwards. I said this. So I think it may have been last pod, even where I said I wanted to see Cipriani um, involved because I think he just, when we are in a position like that where suddenly things aren't just quite working, he is. He can just add that.
0: Je I, ne sais quoi. I, I don't disagree oh. with you, but I think you know this goes back to something else that we said, which is that. You, You've got to have exhausted your options before you can start looking at alternatives. So it's all well and good saying Cipriani could have been the answer against Wales when things were going badly, but Ford was on the bench and we didn't give him. We didn't try him. You know, we didn't. Eddie didn't go. Something's not working. Let's bring on. Let's bring on the guy we have chosen to be the the alternative at fly half. He just stuck with it. So I don't. I don't think there's any point in saying Cipriani could have been the the answer because Ford may well have been the answer because I genuinely believe Farrell's having. Just such a bad day. George Ford is a, is a quality fly half. And I think with George Ford there and the forwards doing what they were doing, creating quick ball, and the backs, we assume, raring to go like they had been in the previous two games, I think that would have turned it too. I think just having Farrell being, you know, just taking off the look and being told something's not clicking. I'm not sure what it is. I'm sure it's going to be right by the next game. Something's not clicking. We're going to, we're going to give George a go. Would have, would have probably solved the problem too, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, mate. I, I think that's a completely fair, fair point, and it's not. So I'm basically my saying Cipriani would do it on on past endeavours that he's done. But you're absolutely right. George Ford wasn't given the chance to do it, and he may well have been the answer yeah. as well.
0: And I think that um, that, I, that, that that kind of refers us to that comment that Wade made last in his last uh, review, where he said, you know, Eddie doesn't trust his replacements, and are they becoming more like subs rather than yeah. finishers? Um, and unfortunately, Italy isn't the game to find out because no doubt he's going to use people because it's Italy. And you know we are getting a bit ahead of ourselves. I shouldn't have to do it, but I am touching wood uh, just in case. The the kind that the table is made of. Um, ah, that's
1: where I'm going. Wrong. That is oh, where you sure. going. That's
0: why. That's why you wear the glasses, Dan. Yeah, uh, that's my guy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I would like to see a bit more faith. I'd like to see Eddie put a bit more faith in the players that he selects, and if he doesn't have it. Then it's a question of is Cipriani, uh, you know, a, a better answer? Because there's no point in, in saying, you know, you're you're standing behind George Ford if you're not if you don't trust him, you're not prepared to use him.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You no, know, no, no. If you're going like, to make if you're uh, going to make yeah, a call that's uh, potentially not a popular one, then you've got to at least back it up. Yeah. But so uh, yeah, three three great reviews there, all five stars. We really appreciate that. Um, and as I say, you know. We want to hear your opinions. We won't always agree with them. Dan probably will. I won't always agree with them. Um, But it gives us something to discuss, which is great. And that's what we want from you guys. Because we want this to be, you know, although it's Dan and I having a conversation, we want it to be a conversation that involves you guys as our regular listeners too. So this is a great way for us to be able to do that. So we appreciate it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Right, let's get on to this. That
0: backline,
1: I have seen... I, I've seen smaller flotillas than that backline. It is
0: a Dave ride, was not
1: it? Answer, but it, I am really excited <laughs> by it. I don't know it's the answer to win us the World Cup, but mate, I, I, I well, well, just look, it's World fun. Cups are no, about no.
0: having having different answers to different questions, right? That's why you take a big squad, not just a twenty-three. Uh, yeah. So I think I think yes, uh, I agree, Wade. We're not going to find out a huge amount from in, from the Italy game, probably. But we are going to find something out, and that's that's what what effect does does having such a big backline, you know, in in twelve, thirteen, fourteen, have uh, on a defence? Does it open gaps up? Because that's what I'm expecting. You know, the, the the Italians have to be looking at this and thinking, you know, yes, our guys can tackle, but you're looking at tackling three big aggressive runners. Cock and a Seager, six foot three, 18 stone out on the wing. You know, they've got to be thinking about, you know, defensive pods to cover these guys, right? And when you start doing that, you leave spaces elsewhere. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised right. to see Johnny May coming around the back and joining, joining that line, almost almost kind of creating a line that has three centres in it with Johnny May on the outside, or, or having Elliot Daly do the same thing. So there's Pace on the outside, there's Farrell on the inside, you've got three big boys in the middle. It gives him options to either punch them up through the middle, put a little chip through for May or Daly to chase onto, or even make a little run himself. Um, I think it'll be very interesting to see whether or not that creates gaps in the uh, Italian defence. Um. I, I can't
1: see it. Not mate. Like I said, that is. If I was, if I was in the Italian side this week, I'd have been faking hammies, like all week long. I'd all. No, 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 no. Not this weekend. I think I'll sit this one out, boss. Um, mate, it is. It's prehistoric that back. Like, like I said, it is literally the Flintstones. It's Fred, Barney, and Bam Bam, and it just. I'm excited. All we need is you and me to play. And then there's almost. There's also Wilma and Betty. So uh, it, it would have made the perfect backline, line. But, mate, when you say you what? want to see them make space, I can't see how they won't.
0: Well, and I think what's interesting is, I don't think this is a, a, a blame to put on. It, you know, we, we jump, we're getting ahead of ourselves, assuming that it's going to happen. But assuming that it does happen, um, I don't think you can look at it and go, well, yeah, but it's against Italy, so of course it's going to create gaps because they're, they're adept defenders. Um, you know, just as just as any top-class Team, you know, in the any any international side has the ability to make their tackles. Um, so I think there is something to learn from this, which is, you know, does it create gaps in defences? We're assuming yes, but we're going to find out today. Um, and if it does, that is in theory something that should translate against against better sides. Um, yeah,
1: it was it was interesting because Martin Williams, um, he said in a review, he said that. He thinks that team can be impactful, but he said the reality is that team. This was his opinion, um, mm-hmm. saying that that team couldn't beat New Zealand. You can't out-muscle New Zealand. Well, I think in the Lions, Ben Te'o did out-muscle Sonny Bill Williams. Is all I'll say. But true. Um, but
0: I, but I also think this is the point. It's not about saying that's the team and that's the one that's going to work in every situation. Um, it's about it's about having the, the ability to uh, to rotate certain players. To last an entire World Cup, and to have the best team for the tactics that you're going to employ for the game in front of you, and I think you know he's he's probably you know, he's probably right. It's probably not the the tactical. Uh, it's not going to give you a tactical advantage against a team like New Zealand. Something else probably will. Maybe something more like Manu at twelve and Slade at thirteen. Um, but it could certainly work against some of the other teams that we're going to come up come up against. So it's good to have that option, and we need to have seen it. I mean, you know, they need to have been able to analyze it and gone you know it we we planned for it to do x and it did that and therefore we know that we can utilize it um you know in in a, in a tactical way and it it may be that someone like a TO finds himself on the bench so that that becomes an option you know, yeah, due, you, due you,
1: no 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 i'm mean, I, i'm i'm on board with you but did this take away any attempt to analysis that is going to be fun to watch. It's is. Is just really from a, there's something fun about watching big lads run hard.
0: Yeah. And Slade is on the bench. So, you know, the, the, the option to, to bring him back in and have a slightly more, um, I guess by current standards, normal uh, looking, looking back line is there as well. Um, Klocken Siga had a great autumn. It's going to be good to see him back in an England shirt. We know we've got options if, if it, for any reason it doesn't work. Um, maybe not today, but, you know Jack Noel will be back, Daly has played on the wing, Watson's coming back soon, uh, and of course he's got Johnny May on the other side, so um, and, and uh, Chris Ashton, of course. So loads of options there. Uh, it's going to be great to see. Um, the other changes today. Ellis Genge gets his first start uh, I don't not first start for England, but first start in the Six Nations. Um, and obviously, you know he is, he's another ball carrier. Uh, an aggressive player, you know, considered one of the one of the best ball carriers in the Premiership. So, you know, can he translate that to international? And you know, what are we going to see from him today? Lots of people kind of, no, no one willing to really overcommit to what they expect from him because he hasn't had enough enough of an opportunity, to kind of come on for small fits and starts. Um, but you know, so we, I- you talked about it. We had one of our one of our listeners commented saying he thought he was the best prop uh, for England. I'm guessing you're pretty happy to see him getting a start.
1: Mate, absolutely. And I, I'm going to make this prediction now.
0: In two years' time,
1: that front row starting today will be the England starting front row, game in, game out, and it will be by far the best front row in the world. That is an incredibly talented front row. Uh, games and the Sink are just... They're really abrasive in your face, but brilliant players as well. The more I watch play, i play, the more I'm impressed by that guy. And... Um, Ellis kenny has been a bit injured, but I think he's got so much more offer. I think
0: I'm excited by that. I'm really excited by it. I yeah, I I am too. I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, uh, and I think you know Ben Moon's had a good Six Nations. Uh, you know, he's on the bench. Oh. I think it's more of a tactical switch rather than a. You know, I don't think Ben Moon's been dropped to the bench. I think it's this is a, seen as an opportunity to try something else out, which I know goes goes against what we said last week uh, when we were talking about wanting to see kind of. Th- much of the same team again but five changes I'm okay with that um, I think Wilson to the bench is definitely not a, um,
1: a I think it's give a give a guy a rest yeah, like let, yeah and the, it's Brad Shields yeah. has
0: been given his shots to, to start and play have a bit more game time but I think Wilson is yeah. is England's number six right now without question um, and yeah, I think he I, will be against Scotland in a week
1: Oh, no, I've no doubt he will be. So it's slightly different. Like, Tom Curry, don't forget he's only 20. I think Wilson's like 28 or something, isn't he? So, you know, the body probably feels it a bit more. So, yeah, give him a rest. See what Brad Shields can do. But, yeah, if Wilson's fit, he's starting because he's – and he truly has been the guy who's sort of come from nowhere and completely owned that jersey. Like, completely made it his own and well played, mate, because you've deserved it Completely.
0: Completely. Completely. completely,
1: absolutely, completely. And before I forget, happy birthday, mate! Ah,
0: oh, thanks, mate. I, I, you had forgotten, but um,
1: no, no. I messaged <laughs> you
0: yesterday. I didn't you get it. Stop. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about.
1: <laughs> you replied to it. Did didn't I? You?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> you... it was
1: your birthday. Uh, well, it's, um, yeah, it was.
0: It was very good of you to message me at six o'clock in the morning. I don't know what you were what you were doing up so early, but um, appreciated. Wait,
1: wait. That's what I'm all about. That's what I'm t- all about. T-
0: touching wood, yeah.
1: Yeah exactly. I that's my first type of the day,
0: six AM. Nice. Six AM sharp. Nice. Um fine, so so yeah, a few changes, some 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 significant changes looking at that back line. Uh, it's gonna be really exciting to see what they can do. Predictions. And since we haven't at seen at it yet then. and we can and we can kind of respond to this in at half time, predictions for Scotland Wales. First.
1: Wow. Prediction for Scotland-Wales. So, for your birthday, I've got you two presents. The first one is Scotland beating Wales, and that'll be by four points. And the second one is England beating Italy, which will be by 24 points.
0: Four and 24. Interesting. Yeah. And and
1: they're my birthday presents to you, brother.
0: That's very generous of you, mate. Uh, Is it right if I say "I, I, I don't want them? But you don't don't want Scotland to win. And instead, can I have something a bit more, you know, an actual present? Can I do that? (laughs) Uh, Can I I, I exchange? Can I exchange them for their for their monetary value?
1: (laughs) It's too late, mate. Sorry. Uh, Okay.
0: Oh, well, in that case, you know, we'll take it. So Scotland by four uh, in Edinburgh, and Italy also England against Italy by twenty-four. I think that's probably a good prediction on the on the Italy game. I think it's going to be a big a big result. I'd even go higher, maybe. I just have a feeling that England are going to run in a lot of tries. Um, so, so what do you think
1: of Wales first? What so Scotland-Wales,
0: I agree, Scotland. I've just got a feeling. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like this, the, the win against England has given way too many people, uh, kind of an overinflated view of how Wales are performing at the moment. And they get caught up in going, Oh, it's 12 wins on the bounce. And they just beat England with a passionate display in Cardiff. And it's like, Hmm, did they, though, or, or did two teams come together and just really underperform? And in England's case, it was kind of been out of the blue and unexpected because they'd had a strong autumn followed by two great Six Nations openers. In Wales's case, it's been a fairly consistent thing where they haven't really... You know, France should have put them to bed. You know, they, they didn't come back especially strong. France handed them two runaway tries. So they should have lost to France. They got away with it. Uh, Italy, admittedly, they made a lot of changes um, but they and they only managed to turn that around towards the end. And then the England game, I feel like England let themselves down. So I think Wales might be going in slightly over hyped, and I think Scotland will be the underdogs, despite being in Edinburgh. And I think they've got a lot to prove, and they need a they need a big game. Um, and I think they'll do it. And I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna you say to play. Scotland. Play I'm feeling, yeah. I'm feeling something. I, I, I'm gonna go Scotland yeah, by twelve. Play.
1: Scotland by twelve, BA's.
0: That is what I'm going with.
1: Right, fair enough, fair enough. I, I, I hope you're right. I don't think you will be.
0: And England by thirty-three. No, not <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah. We, we'll we'll see how the uh, how the Scotland game panned out. We'll discuss that at half time and see how close we came. Um, fingers crossed. I mean, yeah, there's probably a lot of wishful thinking in that. We obviously would love for Wales to fall flat. Um and and you know end their Grand Slam chances and just make sure that England go into this game almost being able to kind of write off the Wales game and say okay the Grand Slam itself is not on the table but you know a, a strong Six Nations victory is the only other
1: thing i so the only other thing and a lot of people have shouted for it myself included is the Dan Robson starting. Well, I was a little annoyed he wasn't, but then with hindsight, I'm glad that you're giving Youngs and Farrell a start again together. Give them a chance, to right the wrongs of uh,
0: exactly what what okay. we said. What we said in the midweek episode, which is that they need that opportunity to say it was a a blip, um, and yeah. and and it was the pair of them working together that didn't quite ha- work in in Cardiff. So I think you know, even if you make the cha- make changes early, bring Robson on, give him give it Robson, you know, 40 minutes, 35, 40 minutes even. Um, i think give 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 youngs and farrell the opportunity just to sort of show everyone that you know something wasn't right but it's it's been fixed and things are back on track um, and i suspect we'll see it um, i've got a lot of faith so uh, guys yeah we will leave you at that point because uh, we're clearly starting to reach that stage where we're saying words and we don't really know what they mean
1: um, i'm going to go before before we uh games kick off
0: of course you do uh, so we're going to leave you now guys with these anthems um, and we hope you enjoy the first half of uh, we'll be back shortly Pretty strong first half. Dan, what did you think?
1: Uh, so, two things. Firstly, I'm pretty sure I said we'd be leading by 24 points at halftime. Um, and the second thing, before we actually go into the match analysis, you sent a tweet to him the other day, but I've got to say this. Ian McKinley, for those who don't know, is the Italian substitute who came on who's wearing goggles. The guy lost his eye and he's playing international rugby. Yeah. If I lost my eye, I'd be too pussy to make a cup of tea.
0: He's an absolute legend. I just, to...
1: I just wanted to say that. It's, and it's a,
0: it's a fair point. I mean, that's why we had a lot of people. I mean, not, not just us. It was, it was going around. I think it was a lot of people taking the piss to start with, and then, uh, and then it quickly kind of went around on Twitter and other social media platforms. You know what this guy's been through, and to, to have come back, uh, and, and been able to perform at an international level, level, and not to mention that he, he's also their kicker when, when, when called upon. Um, So, you know, with depth perception and everything else that goes with with eyesight, you know, he's still able to kick at international level with the use of only one eye. It's phenomenal. Um, So, yeah, yeah, a lot of respect for that guy. But um, obviously today it's about England and it's a hell of a start. I mean, it's a bonus point within 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, it's it's a good start Um, and and well done. I I, I mean, I messaged you after a couple of minutes.
0: but What's going on?
1: there was, yeah, there was just, it was a little loose, wasn't it? Like, it was. Like, I think,
0: kids. I think, in some ways, after what happened in Wales, the players, the individuals, they were, they came out, they were so fired up, and what they really wanted to do was just send a message. Like, you know, what happened in, in Cardiff was a, a blip. You know, this is what we're about. And they got a little bit too, um, overexcited, <laughs> should we say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's
1: like kids on Christmas morning.
0: But can I just say, had, had Curry held onto the ball, Oh, my God, how good was that? It wasn't a try, but that Cock and a Seager cross-field kick retrieval with a little flick out the back, uh, it was a bit special. It's certainly one way to um, to put down a marker and send a little message to Eddie Jones to say, hey, uh, you, you need to seriously be considering me as your permanent other winger.
1: So so here's two things that I think have come to me sort of in that half. Firstly, like, say, Cock and Seager, like, he... He could well be looking at a starting winger position, but also Manu Alegui, and we saw this against Welsh as well. When he um, when he makes the breaks, when he's doing well, he tends to be in the wider channel, so basically the 13 channel. Mm. Do we need to look at him more prominently as a 13? If I, so, who is for 12? Because I don't think Henry Slade is a 12.
0: No, could JJ be 12? I don't think so. I mean, maybe this is daily. I, I don't know. I, to be honest, I, I'm not sure that you do need Mano in the 13 channel. I think he's doing great today, but let's not forget that it is against Italy. But if you, you know, against against Ireland, he was massively uh, kind of destructive from the 12 channel. So I don't think we should get carried away and just say because he's made two great breaks, punching through gaps and, and getting away into space from the 13 channel today that that means uh, means anything. I think this is where this game becomes quite difficult to, you know, to look at what you learn. I think the things you do learn from it are things like at the end of that half, there, uh, you know, Italy making another attack, England's defence needed to stand strong and, and yeah. deny it, and they and they succeeded. Um, speaking, there, there
1: has been some poor defence. I was though. going to say,
0: speaking of which, you know, defence has been a massively strong part of England's game over this championship. Um, you know, even against Wales, what's happened today? Why why is it slightly looser today?
1: Uh, like you say it may just be a bit overexcitement. it may be a bit that they're they're not as committed to the defence like you know like everyone knows who plays rugby defence a large part of defence is mental like yes you have all the systems in place you have all
0: that Dan that's what you tell yourself so that you don't have to make tackles because you're like no 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 guys I'm doing the mental bit
1: yeah yeah I'm doing doing the mental strategising
0: you make the hits I'll do the mental bit that way we're all we're all doing everything
1: and that's what's going on. They've
0: just got too many people doing the mental stress. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um, it's, nothing. I mean, it's, is it, is it that they're just being a little bit? You know, they're obviously doing the rush defence. That's what it, that's, you know, it's a bit of a signature defence for a lot of teams now. But you know, it's particularly for England, um, are they getting a little bit over? Uh, a bit like we keep, we keep saying, kind of overexcited, um, and they're kind of overcommitting, and so gaps are being created. And I, I imagine this is something that Conor O'Shea will have worked on with the Italians. Are they, are they managing to? pull off some of what the the, the strategy they kinda of came into this game with, they're managing to pull some of that off because England are so committed.
1: Yeah. They're not many I don't mean you can say them managing to fell off when you're twenty four points down at half time. Um I yeah, I just think the England defence it's just gone to sleep a bit. There's not the need for them to be No. So switched on. Um okay.
0: So another question for you. Uh what what do you think Owen Farrell just decided that the guys just needed a bit of a rest when he decided to take the three? No, I, I liked that decision.
1: I I liked that decision. I will tell you why because firstly it changes it from two scores to three scores, right? And secondly, I still want there to be I, something we said in the week. We still want it to be treated a,
0: like a like a proper yeah, well, it is like a proper a, test match, but yeah, like a like a really competitive, potentially close game. But that's very difficult to do. In a game like this, where you've got such a big lead so early on,
1: yeah, it, of course it is, and and I don't think you'll see much of that again. Like, will probably it's down, but yeah, you're right. It could just be I'm power. Could just be like, right, okay, we're here. That's fine. It's such an easy three points. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll reset. We'll go back. Yeah, I mean, I
0: didn't, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I just, it, it did seem a little bit like, you know, if you're, if you're one try up, ten points up, maybe. Uh, even though you feel like the game's well in hand and, and you and you have total confidence that you're going to stretch that lead, I get it. You know, you, you take the points, you're building the lead, you're treating it like a like like the kind of game that it is. When you're like thirty points up or twenty points up, whatever, and it's so it's so you've kind of run away with it already. Is it almost taking the piss to do it? I don't know.
1: It's, I, I don't know. It's hard. England have to play their own game. I okay.
0: Look, before before we kind of head off, uh, there was a, there was something that was mentioned in commentary. Some of you will have heard it. Uh, I am sure a lot of people will have will have it would have kind of slipped by. Um, but I found it quite interesting. Ninety nine percent rock completion. That's England's average. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's standard for most teams. Um, obviously, not being a forward, but an average of three seconds to recycle the ball. One, two, three. Recycled. I mean, yeah, that's an average. No wonder they're playing so quick. I mean, that's
1: the fine three seconds. Just well, no, I wanted. I
0: w- I no, well, I want. I want people to 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 feel how short a amount of time that is. Plus, you can't count.
1: It, it, I, I can't count, but I, I've actually made it up to four now. So, oh, I like well done, well done. Um, so, so my my problem. That seems incredibly impressive. I don't know what the norm is. Though. Well, no, like, I don't
0: either. But that's that's kind of why I needed to say it out loud. Or just just to yeah. And, and it's more that that's the average. You know, there's going to be quick ones and slow ones. But you know, if yeah. if your average is three seconds, that that's that's a really strong stat. I feel like it does. It does seem it doesn't it? Like ninety nine
1: percent of three seconds. That does seem very yeah. That does and seem England are playing
0: different. fast today. And and you know, Faz and um, uh, oh god, who's playing nine? Blank Ben Young's Blank Uh Yeah Fazz and Ben Young's Have have clear. I know it's against Italy And people will say Yeah but what can you Really learn from it But just Just Their rugby brains Seem switched back on again um, Wow
1: yeah Ben Young's pissed me off When he tried to do The one handed pass Inside Because You saw Cognizant Go Put it one handed Into him And Ben Young's Tried to throw it One handed to Johnny May <laughs>
0: Yeah
1: And it was just like, mate, you would never normally do that. If you just pass normally, that is a try so easily. Yeah,
0: that's what Cocknachie does, because his hands are four times the size of yours. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And speaking
0: of stats, did you hear
1: T.O., Tulagi and Cocknachie are bigger, (laughs) like, weight-wise, than Wilder, Fury, and... uh, Joshua. And Joshua.
0: Yeah. That's insane. That is insane. I mean, it's a great, it's a great, insane issue to have, I think, for England (laughs) at the moment. I I do, my one concern is, and and we'll talk about the Wales results at the end of the match, but, and, and, you know, and obviously Scotland weren't that strong, uh, but my one concern is what do you take from this game in terms of going into what is going to be a, a, a very important final game of the Six Nations?
1: I I don't know, but, but what do you need to take from it? I mean, it's there. It's there for everyone.
0: Well, I guess just because it's such a different game in terms of the strategy, you get yeah. to the Scotland game, and on the one hand, Scotland have been pretty weak even at home, and they're even weaker typically away. Um, so, do you do you look to implement something similar again and just try and overwhelm them, or do I, you have, I don't, or do you have to sort of go? Take a backwards. St- I don't. Yeah. It, it, it's anyway. We can discuss it later. But it's um and, and certainly in the midweek, of course. But um, I, I'm just enjoying watching England running in the tries. It's just a nice. It's a nice little kind of response to to a poor a poor result in Cardiff.
1: It's not a stressful afternoon. It's like not. I'm very
0: calm. Very calm or this
1: afternoon. Like that. It can be a bit stressful. Oh, but one thing I the bit, so when you put like Joe Connor figure in the pack and you have Billy come on, it's like. If you have three tankers in the back,
0: yeah, why do you, you probably Billy? don't
1: need Billy outside. No. Like,
0: why not wow. just have Joe Cock and Asiga be the guy that's running onto that ball?
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Um, it's, yeah, it's a bit obvious. Oh, look, they've put uh, someone else in the pack and Billy's hanging in the line. I wonder where the ball's going.
1: Yeah, it, it might be a bit gimmicky. I don't know, but it was... Um, if anything, just, I mean,
0: the only the only thing I'm wondering is whether they just got it completely wrong and Billy was meant to be a, a decoy. Um, because obviously you do that, it, obviously the opposition is going to assume you're giving the ball to Billy Vinopola at pace. But actually, if you just do, do all that and then you decoy it, you've probably sucked in a couple of people. And the way that he kind of stuttered slightly before he got the ball, I wonder whether there was a bit of confusion. Maybe Ben Young's either had a moment where he forgot what they were doing or, or, or you know, something went wrong and actually he ended up getting the ball and commentary was kind of like, oh yeah, that was quite good. But it was just like <laughs> you say, a bit like random. Um, whereas, yeah. whereas as a decoy, it might have been quite an interesting little move.
1: It could, it could have been, but I, again,
0: silver lining, Stan. Have... That's just how I rolled. It, it, that's 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 my my explanation for it. Fair enough. Um, right. Um, well, let's let's get back to it. I want to see what do. We, in fact, before we do, what do we want to see in this second half?
1: Much the same. Do just, we want to see
0: this tidy up a yeah. loose
1: end? Tidy up a bit of uh a bit of the, you know, a bit of the champagne stuff that's not necessary. I'm, play champagne rugby if you're that sort of player, if you're a singer, if you're Ben Young.
0: Play your game. Don't.
1: Yeah, play your game. So, if we just tighten up, stuff, uh, tighten up the fence a bit and four more tries. 50 so, yeah, maybe, maybe, like I said, I said we'd be winning by 24 at half-time.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, if you take that statement and remove the at-half-time bit, you were spot on.
1: Oh, I, I'll do, we're as, not talking as long as
0: that. England don't score again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You never know.
0: But you know, I said 33, and I'm feeling like I might be a little shy. You but, might be, um, but we shall see. I, you know, Italy are going to are going to look at this game now as a as a nil nil going into the first half, and and it's not about the result at the end of the match. It's about you know how how do they perform in the second half? They're looking. They're going to look to score tries oh. again. I don't think
1: they need, to, they need to stop doing that. They can't. They can't live their international rugby careers. It's nil nil. What happened first half doesn't matter. Yeah, it does because ultimately the result matters. Of course it does. But well, what
0: do you? Well, so what do you do if you're Italy then? Do you just say, "Well, we've lost this one. Let's give oh, it." No,
1: you, you have to pretend it's nil nil. <laughs> we
0: we had this discussion. One of our listeners commented on this, Dan. You're not allowed to keep doing this. Uh, <laughs>
1: stop stop
0: drinking half a beer before before we do the pods. You, you're clearly drunk. Uh, let's get back to it, <laughs> guys. Uh, enjoy the second half. Uh, we'll be back to discuss it and we'll have a, a chat about the, the Wales-Scotland game at that point as well. Um, and then we will um, yeah, look forward to uh, the final weekend. But we will catch you guys in about four minutes. Well, that's it. The final whistle, guys. And uh, a pretty convincing result there.
1: Yeah. On the, on the day of, like, it's the birthday of one of England's greatest ever historical figures, Sir Martin Johnson. And uh, I think mean, it was a fitting tribute. I thought you were
0: going to go with it, it me then?
1: <laughs> no, no. i <laughs> afraid not. Um, happy <laughs> birthday, Jono. Um, it was... It, it was good. It,
0: you- it is, I mean... Biggest scoreline, 57-14. Biggest, uh, most points scored by England against Italy in eight years. So um, I don't think it means a huge amount because I think Italy have really struggled recently. Um, But you've got to look at all the other games they've played in this Six Nations and no one's come close to causing them that much of an issue. So maybe that's how we look at this and say, you know, put Wales to one side. You know, and, and you know... Wales even managed only to, uh, managed to only score two tries against them.
1: Yeah, it's... Um, or three, I mean, there, three tries
0: against them, maybe, but couldn't get the bonus point. Uh, Ireland beat them, but you know Italy were, were leading at half-time. Um, they've obviously got France it, it's next week.
1: massively are... Uh, but that could be interesting. Italy massively are a dis- different prospect in Italy. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be as much as it is, but... That Italian team, when they were out there, they couldn't live with England. England were too good. Um, so rather than, because we're going to do an, an episode next week where we'll, we'll probably go over the match a bit more. So necessarily rather than going over what we did do well, is there anything you would have changed today? Anything well, well I, I, think,
0: I think the big, the big question um, and the big change for me is I don't think that both Manu and Tio is the right call in the centres. I, and and you can't lose Manu, so I I think you bring Slade back in for Tio, and actually Farrell, Tualagi, Slade, Cockinasega is a really nice kind of um, yes. mix of of not 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 power versus gameplay because we saw today that you know both Cockinasega and Manu were great on their feet, and we know Ben Tio is too. Um, but you know it's it's just that balance. I, I think it, I think that's probably the the better call, um, but it's hard to argue with eight tries.
1: <laughs> it is hard to argue with eight tries, but I, I'm I'm inclined to agree. I, I think you stick with uh, Slade. Manu Cockney Singer to me has to be himself a in place next week. Um,
0: you, you can't God. yeah, you can't have man of the match and then not and then not get considered for a start, especially when you know the other. Because I I would say that Jack Noel is probably the 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 most likely alternative, right? And he's still injured.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't so... know if he's due to still be injured next week. But but I think regardless, I feel like Cockenziego because of the performance he's put in, need probably needs to start. And maybe you have Jack Knoll on the bench if he's fit again, uh, in case you need to change things up. But um, you know, that's a that's a good problem to have, isn't it? Having to consider not not selecting Jack Knoll.
1: Yeah, Jesus Christ! That that's a that's a hell of a that's a hell of a problem to have. Um, but Janosz, world class. Did did Dan Robson get enough game time?
0: Uh, no. Um, no, I agree. Based on the fact that, um, as Lawrence Delaglio was saying after the game, it was one at half time. So why not give him a full <laughs> half? Um, however, I thought he looked decent when he when he did come on. Yeah, and, you know, I think- 20, 20 minutes. Under normal circumstances is about what you'd expect for your bench replacement uh, I don't yeah i yeah, I think he ne- he needed to be given more because it because it was a, a viable option to do it, and when you were making yeah. kind of wholesale changes anyway, why was he not one of those like you gave a lot of the other finishers thirty minutes, why not give Dan Robson the same it didn't make a lot of sense to me um it wasn't nice.
1: he would have been the first one substituted on I, it's yeah. my own. Big expecting,
0: but yeah, great that he great that he came that he did come on and he did score a try. So two tests and he, and he's got his first try already. So that's all, you know, nice little consolation there, I suppose. Um, but uh, but yeah, bit bizarre. It was good to hear Eddie after the game, um, kind of accepting a, a certain amount of responsibility for the Wales result, uh, in so much as he said, you know, we we should have, uh, we could have, and we should have used our our um, finishers better, and that's on me. Um, so that, we,
1: that's,
0: yeah, I, I like that. I do too, and, and, and it's right. And, and, and I know some people will argue he's just trying to uh, kind of you know put out the fire or whatever and take take responsibility off the shoulders of the players. Um, but I stick with what we've been saying for for the last week or so, which is that unfortunately the halfbacks had a pretty poor, a very poor game against Wales, and that didn't help. Um, and I was glad to see that when he did make the changes today and brought Ford on whilst Farrell, I thought had a great game today, it was for Farrell straight swap because there was no need for Owen Farrell to stay on today no, I agree and I think it's important as well to you know instead of looking at him just as a finisher, he's also the replacement. If something was to happen to Owen Farrell, George Ford needs to be in a position to be able to come on and take and kind of assume that that role and yeah. so you need to see him playing without Farrell kind of next to him, calling the shots from twelve. Uh, so yeah, I was glad to see that they did that, and, and it's a shame actually that he didn't do that against Wales because I think that was probably what was needed. Um, that's not to say that you know Ford obviously didn't help himself with that awful long three-man mispass straight into the hands of the of yeah. the, uh, the Italian prop, but um, yeah, it just that was I, an ambitious pass. It was, it was <laughs> much like the Jamie George one that did result in a try. George is
1: awesome. <laughs> when I saw that pass, I was like, "Ah, oh, great pass!" Like, I wasn't really paying attention to who made it. I just assumed it was Farrell or someone. Then when yeah. I saw Jamie George, I'm like, Oi, fatty, what are you doing? Stop <laughs> it!" And then i was like, "Oh, okay, don't worry, that's fine."
0: Very good. Um. Uh, so it's... It's... Go on. Yeah, sorry.
1: So, so just to just to slightly expand on that fly half thing, if and again, I'm I'm playing like Devil's the up realms up. of not likely, but if um if say for example Farrell got injured during
0: the week and he can play is Danny Cipriani the next call up uh, yeah I think so I think so I mean, I'm I trying to yeah um, I mean there's no there's no out and out fly half that we're aware of that's being seriously he likes Marcus Smith he does time, I, but, he I, I, but I think he's made it quite clear that he sees Marcus Smith as a future England star and not not a current one just in the way that he's yeah. he's only ever selected him as a an apprentice player um, so I don't think Marcus Smith gets the call. I think under those circumstances, it, it has to be Cipriani. Um, the only the only possible alternative is that he goes with Slade at fly half because he has talked about Slade being a fly half option. Yeah,
1: I I hope I hope that doesn't happen. I I think we are massively going into the realms of the unlikely. But... Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I think he's made yeah, it I pretty that... clear what he what he wants, and that is you know the Farrell Ford. Uh, for the time being, and as and as Johnny Wilkinson said, you know Ford needs to accept it for now, but not accept it for the future because he's got to keep. You know, even though I don't see him changing anything in that respect, uh, I think you know injuries aside, um, you know Farrell is going to be the man. He's he is world class and he's a vital part of the England setup. And when he's when he's going well, the team's going well. Um, but yeah, so many players showed today that it's a it is a team effort. And as a twenty three, we are, we. You know, I know it was Italy, and I know they were poor. Um, they and, were, poor and there as well. were moments when it was frustrating to see England, maybe the defence seemingly not as as kind of on point as it has been in the past. But I think in a game like that, it, there's no team in the world that's gonna that's gonna start a game the way that England you know, take take out the first five minutes, but the way that England started that game um, and maintain that intensity for the full eighty. Not because they're not capable of maintaining that intensity for 80 minutes, because but I think when not the, yeah, the scoreline is like that, you're not under enough pressure um, to be able to do it. So get under the circumstances, you know, to to, to maintain enough pressure to, to put on another four tries, make it a 50 or nearly, nearly a 50 point win, 57 points scored. Um, you know, one more try and they weren't a million miles away from it at the end there. Uh, it would have been a, Fifty-point win,
1: three point three win, yeah, forty-three-point win. So yeah, not far away at all.
0: all right. um, pretty much exactly what I said when I said thirty-three points.
1: Well, um, no, not quite. I mean, mathematically, that's completely incorrect. But okay, ma- you, yeah, it's- but semantics, mate. Semantics.
0: <laughs> semantics. Um, um, Johnny Wilkinson.
1: Everything that guy does and says is perfect. <laughs>
0: that's, it. that's. I think that's it's, it's time to get behind a new hero. <laughs> no, it's could, really... could, that, could that be Joe Kokonasega or Fakonasega or whatever, however it is that his name is correctly pronounced I've heard a few variations today
1: oh okay um, he's he looks good rightly man of a match I was, that was my he next looked...
0: question over Manu because there was a little incident I don't know if you saw it not incident but there was a little kind of snapshot of them all celebrating afterwards and he appeared to take his man of the match uh, kind of um, medal off and try and give it to Manu so I don't know whether the players' man of the match would have been Manu. Um, and they did say in commentary that, you know, hard hard to look past two tries in the performance that he put in, but actually he's not man of the match. The man of the match goes to Joe Kokosiga. Do you think, uh, do you definitely think, think that was the was right a call?
1: Um, that, that's a, that is a fair point. I think either one of them equally is deserving.
0: Yeah. Um, um, and, but... ha- and the fact that he was questioned, what, why do you only use one hand? And his response um, what, was... What it's, e- it's easier
1: yeah no it's not Joe that's it. two beats one but for you if that works amazing I'm not looking for you to interchange anything right now Joe but um...
0: I mean but ironically, you... ironically he, then, yep. he, he then did tell Martin Bayfield that they want to take the Scotland game with both hands so you can imagine <laughs> Bayfield's response <laughs>
1: no, 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 that's quite good if he meant to do that that would have been
0: funny oh uh, yeah he didn't obviously obviously um England against Scotland. So something I didn't realise, and not that it's a particularly you know uh, exciting piece of news, but um, England against Scotland is the last game next weekend.
1: Yes, so we will
0: out. so we will know exactly what the way that things the the, the lay of the land. Um, yeah, obviously before kickoff, um, which I think is great because uh, you know as Eddie said, England can't control what happens in the other games. We can we can hope that Ireland do a job on Wales. Um, obviously, assuming that they well, it doesn't really matter, but. We're assuming they'll probably do a job on France tomorrow, but we can hope that they do a job against Wales next weekend. And if they do, England obviously have a, a very good chance of winning the Six Nations. But they obviously still got to go out and do a job against Scotland. Scotland are going to you what? know Scotland still haven't had. We've talked a lot about Scotland. They due a win. They due a big game. They due a big performance. Um, we obviously didn't talk about it at half-time. The game today, the Scotland-Wales game today, uh, it started off, it looked like it was going to be an absolute rout. Wales started to run away with it. Second half, Scotland came back very strong. I thought Wales had a good 20, 30 minutes in that first half. And once again, they were pretty average in the second half. Um, and, and Scotland, Scotland, I thought, were were, were right in the, in it. They had their chances. And... But for the fact that they were just worse again, so Wales have had another win, and I know that people will say you can't argue with the results, and the, you know the results are the most important thing. And bottom line, they are, and especially in a World Cup, you know, wins a win. But you've got to start to worry, haven't you? If if you can't win, good. I know I that I know Jared that back during England's them. you know win streak, we talked a lot about you know winning ugly, um, but it wasn't like it happened every game. It was about it was about the the off games. Making sure you still win the off games, not 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 getting lucky in, in finding opposition that just don't turn up week in, week out.
1: I think um I think Jeremy Guscott made a really good point, which uh typically was negative, but you know, that's that's no. him for you. Um, but Wales are not they don't they're not that threatening in attack. Uh defensively, yes, they're brilliant, but they're not that threatening in attack. In my mind, you can't win a World Cup without having Strong attack, but either way, like I, I'm, I'm gonna skip the Wales thing because I'm sick of them. But Scotland will be a different prospect. But this one's gonna have some bite to it. Do you remember last year there was a yeah, bit of a fracas,
0: punch and... up in the in the tunnel before the game?
1: Yeah, yeah so, so England are gonna want, England are gonna want this as are Scotland. So next week could be England Scotland. Next week could be a it could certainly be a physical game. I, it that yeah, way. I
0: think it's gonna be a great test match. I don't see Scotland. I think I think their injuries and their form at the moment, I, you know, it, it all kind of is compounded into there's just something missing right now. Um, and the injuries Hi. have been a big deal and, and they lost another, I mean, four or five big injuries today. I mean, at one point they had to have two scrum halves on the pitch. Not at one point, they had to finish the game that way. Um, it's a, It's a worry for them, right? Scotland, stop eating such pussies. Stop eating battered Mars
1: and maybe have some veg or something. Build, you know, some calcium. Let's
0: build these bones up. <laughs> build the bones uh, up. Yeah, eat some spinach. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just think England... England learnt a lesson in Cardiff um, and it's a lesson I don't think they're going to immediately forget. Um, and I feel like today, whilst obviously we're not going to do that against Scotland, I feel like today is far more of a kind of... Reminder to themselves and to the fans that you know this is a really quality side that's that's a serious threat for the World Cup, and yeah. but for some you know, a, a, but for something that like no one seems to be able to put their fingers on against Cardiff, England should be really be going into this final game. You know, as not just the Grand Slam, not not with just a Grand Slam chance, but you know. With a comfortable, realistic chance of getting, of doing it, just because of the performances that they've put in. Um, yeah. They're not in that position, and that's of their own making. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know, they, England England didn't deserve to win against Wales. That's the bottom line. Um, but that was, as I say, of their own making, and uh, I think they're going to kick themselves. But yeah, I feel like I feel like a big performance is coming again next week, and and it's going to put them in a really good position. Heading into what will be, I think there's two more competitive games. Look, competitive, they're all going to be competitive. There's two more test matches, yeah, I think. I think
1: there's three afterwards. I mean, after. Well,
0: they've got a Barbar's game, which I'm going to, taking the misses. Yeah. Then they've got Wales. They've got Ireland. Maybe you're right, maybe they've got France as well in warm-up matches. I, I, but are warm-up I, matches? I, I, no, I, but warm-up I... matches aren't test matches, are they?
1: because oh, i think there's, there's
0: there's there's summer, there's summer tests i think i can't remember how it works we need we need to check we'll check for the midweek episodes and confirm yeah, yeah, exactly what check. the what the rest of the schedule looks like i've got a feeling that the warm up matches don't count as test matches uh, but they are but there are two more test matches before the world cup
1: so uh, maybe they have
0: like a, a a miniature summer tour or something i don't know What's yeah it? i can't remember we will that. confirm will it be- and we will come back to you guys um and, yeah, to, to make sure we're we're getting that correct, but um, but yeah, look, bottom line, not just a win, but a massive win, a massive response to uh, the game in Cardiff, um, and uh, you know, like like they said, you can't control the other games, you can only do what you can do, and yeah, you know, if they can, if they they won big today, if they 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 won big against Ireland, they won big against France, we forget about Wales, they won big against Italy, if they can win big against uh, Scotland next week, I think, you know. You've been mad as as any other nation not to be going. This is a team to be concerned about,
1: yes yeah it, it, completely, and I'll tell you what we have got Elliot Daly looked good today, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He just looks so comfortable, moving as a human being,
0: yeah, and I he, think the 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 kind of the high ball concerns seem to be negated because he doesn't tend to find himself underneath many of them, so whether or not he is yeah. good under the high ball. Is almost irrelevant because they, England have a, seem to have a, a game plan that ensures that Johnny May tends to find himself underneath most of them and he's great under the high ball. So, yeah, I thought, he's, I thought he looked but good he at that.
1: Like he, 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 look, he, he looks like he's going to drop every ball, but he never does.
0: Well, yeah, that is the, the specialness of, of Johnny May.
1: That is, that is, that's, that's, that's no Johnny one will May. ever
0: know why. He's a special man, but um, but yeah, he looked he looked sharp again today. They all did. It, it was just it was a great it was a great opportunity for twenty three guys to go out there and just say you know we got some we got some responding to do and they and they responded with strength. I liked it. I had a lot of fun watching. And yeah. as we said at half time, it was it was it was a nice chilled afternoon. It it wasn't. I haven't come away just stressed, um, which which is you know the island game was certainly like that. Uh, and yeah, that, that the Wales yeah. game in particular with the results. So, so yeah, it was nice to watch. Uh, good to see them back in winning form. Um, and, yeah, high expectations for next weekend.
1: Yes. And we're, we're still in with a shout for winning the Six Nations. So, guys, let's, let's yeah. get behind the boys. You should be touching wood all week. Uh, I know I will be. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, let, let, let's meet the Scottish. You're those, so
0: uh... weird. Uh, guys. <laughs> Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought about the game today. Um, let us know if there's anything that you think England might have learnt from it that we haven't mentioned. Um, you know, we, we we've obviously said it's a, it's a difficult one to take to to, to learn lessons from. But um, you know, Eddie obviously after the game, he was he was he was said Eddie. I think they said Eddie, you must be really happy. And he went, well, you know, obviously we won, yeah, but um, awesome. you know, we we left a lot out there. Which is awesome. I, I, I'd like to see what exactly you left out there. Um, I don't disagree with you, by the way. But, yeah, I'd like to see what, what, we, what we left out there. Maybe show us against Scotland. Um, because, yeah, if you're leaving things on the pitch after sticking 57 points on the opposition, um, clearly expectations are high. You're doing it
1: right, yeah.
0: But, yeah, guys, let us know if you think there's anything um, that uh, that's worth highlighting in, fr- from that game. Let us know what you think about the centre combination and what you'd like to see um yeah and I'm you can hear that. yeah you can email us uh EnglandRugbypod at gmail.com or you can get in touch with us on facebook and twitter at england rugby pod and of course as we always say um if you like what you hear uh, head over to itunes drop us a rating drop us a review it takes five minutes um and it's really useful for us just to one get an idea about you know, what people think about the direction we're taking this in and, and two just to get that visibility to try and get more of you guys listening uh before the world cup because that's what this is all about um But thanks so much for joining us again for one of our live-ish episodes. Um, Hope you've enjoyed it and uh, we'll catch you next week.